Welcome to the Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. Join the Legacy of Legends team as we talk about the ins and outs of fantasy football. Specifically, I can't even do <laughs> Welcome to the Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. Join the Legacy of Legends team as we talk about the ins and outs of fantasy football, specifically from a dynasty perspective. Our purpose is to help you make the moves to leave your mark and establish a legacy in your dynasty league. And welcome. My name is BJ Kent, and I am welcoming you in by the one and only Stephen Debo Deaton. How are you, Stephen? Man, good. How are you? Doing good, man. We had to redo that intro real quick because somebody yeah, forgot we were yeah. recording burped on yeah, the intro. Okay. That's, that's all good. <laughs> you know, I mean, it happens. It happens. It's not that one time I messed up specifically and said specifically and lost it. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're here for the content, Stephen. Yeah, exa- and, exactly. You should have left it in. <laughs> I know. You know, I might just do that. Who knows? Hmm. And uh, so anyways, tonight's episode, today's episode, whenever you're listening to it, we wanted this thing to be a short, sweet, to the point episode. We have already covered the the rookie class. We've re- covered their landing spots, kind of gave you a brief, I guess, idea of how we feel about them and stuff. Now, t- Stephen, it's time for us to put our pen to paper, I guess you could say. Uh, what we're going to be doing today is going through two rounds of a rookie mock draft. Uh, the format that we're going to be going over tonight is going to be super flex PPR tight end premium lineup leagues. Um, basically, Stephen, me and you, I think we play in a couple of leagues that are very similar to this super flex PPR tight end premium. Uh, sure. Kind of add some emphasis on the quarterback position as well as the tight end position, which are often overlooked in one quarterback leagues. And so we actually just want to take these rookies put them where we would actually think that they would be drafted at, kind of talk about some of our decisions of why we selected this player here, kind of talk about our contemplation, our thought process behind it. And um, I think we can crank this thing out in 30 minutes, Stephen. So let's just run with it, man, and see what happens. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to alternate picks. Stephen's going to get the odd number picks. I'm going to get the even number picks. And basically just do the first 24 picks of this draft. And so, Stephen, oh, my goodness, I just saw it, Stephen. <laughs> All right, Stephen, go ahead and tell the listeners who you selected one one All right, one one super flex, key, uh, rookie uh, mock draft here, one one AR-15. And I know you're going, what about Bijan? What about Bryce Young? Most of you are going, Bijan, 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 no. Get him with a hay fork. Uh, so, but listen, my reasoning here is that quarterbacks are so valued in super flex leagues, especially the ones – with six-point passing touchdown, six-point rushing touchdown, which is the way most of mine are. I don't know about you, BJ. Most of mine are that setting um, for our quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, if you look at recent history on your quarterbacks, let's let's just look at your top eight quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. That's, 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 that's a top eight consensus on fantasy pros. Of, of those guys – how many of those guys were the 101 in their respective rookie class? I don't – I can't think of a hardly any of them. None of them, right? I mean, I don't know – none of them, right? I mean, maybe – maybe – I don't know. Burrow, maybe? I, I, can't, I, I can't think of a single one. That's what I'm saying. So, these young quarterbacks, all of these young quarterbacks, that's your top eight dynasty quarterbacks. You know how valuable they are in super flex leagues. Why are we drafting a short-term running back over, over them? I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Me and you've talked about this leading up to right now. I value the quarterback way more than I do the running back position. I just do. I think to win leagues, 
especially these super flex leagues, you have to have two stud quarterbacks. So my value is on the quarterbacks. That's my reasoning here. Taking a shot on AR-15 at the 101. Steven, I, I would have called you crazy six months ago, man. And I think there's some people out there now that would probably still call you crazy. But I have seen in a couple of mock drafts, and I have seen in a couple of actually rookie drafts, where AR-15 is climbing up these rankings, climbing up the spots here. And to be completely honest with you, I've seen a couple of mocks where people have taken him 101 in Superflex PPR mock drafts. And so with it, I get it, man. I think it kind of goes back to how you view the running back position, which honestly a lot of people are changing with, as well as how you view the quarterback position. Um, I can't hate on you for this, Stephen, man. Uh, like I told you last episode, I think a lot of teams who are drafting B. John Robinson at 101 are not ready for B. John Robinson. Um, I spoke with Kelby not too long ago and told him if I've got B. John at 101, I'm probably trading him for a haul. And uh, I've actually put that, practice what I preached, did that in one league. And so completely understand, completely get it. And uh, we're just going to move on to the second pick, Stephen. So you made it a little bit easier for me, man. I know where uh, you might take Bryce Young here, but I'm going Bijan Robinson. Uh, I think the pick here is Bijan, though, Stephen. I think, uh, man, just looking at it now, I know that consensus already values him as RB1 in Dynasty. And I don't think I'm quite there yet, you know, as some people would say. Um, but with it, I think if he slips to 102, you're probably happy with that. Um, if you're not ready for Bijan, I would probably even continue to still trade back and just see what's out there. And Steven, honestly, let me ask you this real quick, man. If you've got AR as your 101 in Superflex Leagues, if you got that, are you willing to trade back to where you think you can pick him up at, like I'd say, 103 and still gain some assets and value there? I think I'm willing to move back to the 103-ish. Look. I picked AR-101 because of that upside athleticism. Oh, yeah. And you talked about this, the next Jalen Hurts. Everybody's looking for it. Everybody wants it. And he's probably got the most potential to do that, uh, the Lamar Jackson-esque type player. Um, but don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with Bryce Young, in my opinion, in that spot as well. So I would be willing to trade back, you know, to the three or four spot um, and give up that 101 if somebody wants to take a, sh- a shot at Bijan. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's that's my way of thinking as well, is that depending on which players that I like, and to be honest with you, Stephen, I'm even okay doing this. Like, say if we're on the clock at 105 and somebody really wants Jameer Gibbs, I'm if, I'm, if I've got JSN or Jordan Addison in my sights, then I'm okay trading back a couple of spots, man, honestly. Um, and so with this, Bijan, I'm, I'm anxious to see what he does in the NFL. Uh, like I said, I can't put him at that RB1 in Dynasty quite yet. Uh, but, I mean – I'm I'm anxious and I'm curious to see what he's going to do. He is obviously a generational running back of what he did at Texas. Uh, just how, like you said, Steve and everybody's kind of had uh, Bijan on their radar for Lord over a year now, I guess. And um, I think at the Atlantic spot in at Atlanta, it's not juicy, but it is juicy from the fantasy perspective. Uh, what I mean by this is you got Arthur Smith there with Desmond Ritter as your quarterback and a run for first offense. Uh, obviously, Bijan's going to get touches and. Um, Man, here's hoping your team's ready for that. Uh, Steven, 103, who you going here? Bryce Young. I'm going Bryce Young. Uh, again, these quarterbacks, to me, the most valuable thing uh, in these super flex leagues. Uh, Bryce Young, love the player, uh, super talented, watched many, many games uh, at Alabama um, with him being the SEC, me being a SEC fan, uh, just like you, BJ. I know you love this. Alabama fan, you love this guy. 
uh, your next child, I think, is actually going to be named Bryce. No, so no, no more kids. Don't put, don't put um, that on me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, Bryce Young at, at 103, and I think it's easy. I think it's an easy pick here, 103. Um, you know, you just go with it. Uh, that you love, you love this, you love the athleticism of this guy. And again, you hope he's the next uh, top quarterback. Absolutely, and I think the Bryce Young Anthony Richardson debate kind of comes down to if you prefer the safe floor or the high ceiling. And I think a lot of people are going to take that risky shot and go the high ceiling because I'm like, it's fantasy football. You you play to win the game, you know. Uh, for me though, I, I still got Bryce as my QB one personally. Uh, I know the landing spot isn't as juicy as Indianapolis with the uh, the offensive coordinator and head coach that you have there as well, specifically the head coach's history with Indianapolis and Philly and everything else. Uh, but, man, my thing is is that I, Bryce Young, I saw what he did at Alabama. I know they're going to have the size knock and everything else, but, dude, if you watch those throws, just like what you said, Stephen, you know the arm talent is there. And so the good thing is, is that I think that the, the the people around him, I guess you could say, like the people he's going to be throwing the ball to, is a lot better than who I'm going with at 104, which is C.J. Stroud. Um, I got to go quarterback here, Stephen. I thought, you know, I think a lot of people are actually kind of debating this JSN, C.J. Stroud debate, even Jameer Gibbs, C.J. Stroud debate. Uh, for me, like what you said, though, I still go quarterback here, uh, C.J. Stroud, is an awesome quarterback. He was good in college. Uh, we saw what he did, and even in the college football playoffs, um, the landing spot's not ideal. And I'll just go ahead and say that uh, the weapons around him are mediocre at best. And uh, Texas traded their 2024 first away for Will Anderson, and so they're obviously trying to get the foundational pieces for the years to come. And so if you draft CJ Stroud here at 104, just know you're probably not getting a stud his rookie year. You know, and it may have to be a, a wait and see game, but I think like what you said, Stephen, the value is obviously with the quarterback, and I'm cool going with him here at 104. Uh, who are you taking 105, Stephen? Because this is an interesting debate, man. Wide receiver or running back? Man, at 105 for me, I'm taking JSN. Um, I want JSN. The, the longer I do this, the longer I'm in Dynasty, the the more I lean toward wide receivers. Their longevity is is there. It's there. Um. The talent for this guy is there. The running back position is just it's it's so volatile, right? And and you kind of see where I lean with the running backs with me not going Bijan at 101. Um I just think unless you are dead red win now, these running backs are dangerous. These mm. these receivers have much more longevity for dynasty and uh allow you to have a lot more flexibility in your roster. So and to, and to me, I, I like Gibbs, but he but it's Detroit. We saw what they did with Swift, and we loved Swift. I still love Swift, but we saw what they did with him. Um, I just don't trust it. Give me JSN right here. I think JSN is a smart pick, if I'm honest with you. Uh, if you would have told me two years ago to make this decision, running back or wide receiver, I would have went running back. But I think over the last two years, I've kind of adapted my mindset as well to where now I would much rather have a solid stud wide receiving core and have a couple RB2s on my dynasty squad then to be the vice versa and have a couple of stud running backs. And then my wide receivers consist of like Darnell Mooney or someone like that. Yeah. And so completely understand the play here in dynasty, the longevity of the wide receiver position is key. And not only that, but we saw what JSN's talent was and man, if he can get out there and put up performances like he did in college, specifically yeah. not this past year, but the year before that, uh, then man, you got to take a shot there. Yeah. Uh, now one Oh six here. 
I've got to go running back. I've got to go Jameer Gibbs. And the reason being is because like Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnson, yes, they are good. They're good players, man. And honestly, I would be okay having them on my dynasty squad. But I've got Jameer Gibbs just ahead of him in my rookie rankings. And the reason being is I know what you said about Detroit, Steven, and I get that 100%. Uh, but also, um, not, not that this is a homer pick, but I saw what Jameer Gibbs can do out of the backfield as well. Uh, this guy, when he he is elusive in his route running, fantastic with it. And not only that, but when he gets the ball in his hands, he's evasive. And so I know that sometimes he does get tackled with arm tackles and shoestring tackles and all that. But you got to catch him first and you got to put hands on him, which is tough to do. And so I think in a PPR league, Jameer Gibbs can very, very easily be a top 10 dynasty running back. And if you're telling me that if I finished middle of the pack last year and I can pick him up here at 106, then I'm I'm probably making that move. Um, 107, Stephen, you going Johnston, Addison, breaking the tight end. Um, what, what you thinking? Well, let me let me let me backtrack for just a minute. Let me All talk right, about ahead. Gibbs for just a second. I agree with you on Gibbs here. I think that if you need a running back, that here is the time to get him. Right here in this mid first, there's nobody outside of. Bijan and Gibbs to me that should probably be taken in the first and that kind of lets you know where I'm at moving forward in the rest of this first round but if you do need one Gibbs is is here to take and I agree with this in the mid right here I want to backtrack for just a second and I I, want to go back because I did a little research here talking about these quarterbacks and how valuable I just want to quickly go back and let's look at the 2020 draft class and this is the average draft position of your rookies um been 2020. Now, this is not taken into account as Superflex, but you're going to remember some of these names. CEH, 101. Jonathan Taylor, 102. Jerry Judy, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, C.D. Lamb, Cam Akers, Justin Jefferson, Henry Ruggs III, Jalen Rieger at 109, and then all of a sudden you got Joe Burrow all the way down there. Um, and, and B.J., it, I remember Superflex drafts. I remember a lot of these guys going over Joe Burrow. Do you? I know I do. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And so I just wanted to reiterate the importance of super. You wouldn't take, I don't know that you, you're not going to take a single player that I just named ahead of Joe Burrow right now. You're not, yeah. not even Jonathan Taylor, not any, not CD lamb. You're not taking maybe Justin Jefferson, maybe, maybe, but I'm personally not. I want Joe Burrow in the Superflex format. Yeah. So again, that just shows you how valuable uh, these quarterbacks can be when they hit in the Superflex. Real quick, 2021, you had Najee and Kyle Pitts that was drafted. Uh, Javante Williams, all three of those drafted ahead of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Are you drafting mm-hmm. any of those three above Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields right now? Uh, probably Kyle Pitts. No, I'm just joking. No, absolutely <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. How many Kyle Pitts did you see go 101, 102 that year? Oh, a ton, bro. Way too many, right? Way too many. So, again, the quarterback, those top quarterbacks. And, look, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, they were your top quarterbacks of that class. Those were the top two that people were taking. So what I'm saying is if if Bryce Young and AR-15 and Stroud are the top quarterbacks of the class, look at what those top quarterbacks wind up usually doing right on down the road just a few years later. So anyway, I just wanted to touch base on that, reiterate back on that so you could get a little bit more perspective on that, on why I'm where I am on that. All right, back to pick number seven here. Um, BJ, I'm going with Jordan Addison. Um I like Jordan Addison. I love the landing spot here at the Vikings. Um, he's 5'11", 173, but, man, he produced in college. And uh, he had uh, uh, 160 pass- passes at Pitt before turning 20. He's so good, and, and I think he's going to thrive 
Uh, Thielen's gone, gone to Carolina to uh, chase the bag there, uh, which I don't blame Thielen. He's out, you know. But you got Justin Jefferson who's going to get that uh, cornerback one, obviously, mm-hmm. each and every week. And then here's Jordan Addison, man. He's going to clean it up this year. I like him a lot. Absolutely, man. I think he is the the solid pick here. I, I have him ahead of Quentin Johnston, honestly, and ahead of Zay Flowers and the rest of them. Uh, with Jordan Addison, you also have the size knock as well with him. Uh, let's see how what's the size he is six foot even 175. Uh, but also, man, you don't have to be the biggest cat on that team as being their wide receiver, too. The only people that you really have to worry about with target shares is Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. They're going to open the field up just like what you were saying in a pass heavy offense. And so, with them as well, they uh, they've been playing from behind a pretty good bit. And if I can sneak in Jordan Addison and play him as a flex play this first year, man, I'm all for it. Um, looking at the 108, Stephen, who I'm going here. This is a tough decision for me, Stephen. I was actually sitting at this exact same spot. When was it? Just uh, yesterday or today? I don't even remember what day it was. And I texted you when you told me that I was on the clock. And I was like, man, I hate this spot. I hate having to choose between Quentin Johnston and Dalton Kincaid in a tight end premium league. And I get the argument. You know, I get the argument of Don Kincaid being drafted in the first round to the Buffalo Bills, a high-powered offense. They were obviously really excited for him. I think they even jumped Dallas to go make that pick. But Quentin Johnston, man, I am a sucker for alpha wide receiver, Stephen. And I will go ahead and say that. I was a Rashad Bateman fan, and it hurts me what's going on right now with him and rankings and uh, situation and everything else. But Quentin Johnston sitting here, and six foot four, 215, and went to a high powered offense and is now tied with Justin Herbert for the years to come. And I get where he's got Keenan Allen, who, mind you, was what, 31 years old and on his last leg, and Mike Williams, who hasn't played a full season in how many years? And so if I can get Quentin Johnston here at 108, man, I think that's the pick. Uh, I could see where in the tight end premium league you would go Dalton Kincaid. And if you do, that's cool. But also, I know Dawson Knox is still there for the next couple of years, just like Quentin Johnson is going to be behind Keenan Allen and them for just a little bit. But I'm I'm cool going Johnson here. That's my pick, and I'm I'm rolling with it. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it, and and I need this advice too. I just asked you uh, uh, pre-show here about this exact scenario, and you said, "Yeah, I was I was here," like you just said earlier today. And I'll be in this I'll be in this position probably tomorrow or the next day in a league here where I'll have this exact scenario to pick um, Quentin Johnson or Dalton Kincaid uh, with a tight end premium two PPR, by the way. Um, I don't hate it. With that being said at one Oh nine, I'm going Dalton Kincaid. Um, I think again, these two PPR tight end premium leagues. And by the way, if you're not in a tight end premium league, if you're just in a regular tight end league, do yourself a favor and jump in a tight end premium league. It really, um, it really helps your tight end uh, importance. Um, it helps, you know, where you have to actually uh, uh, value the position. Because I know in these regular leagues, you know, if you don't get Kelsey, it's just kind of like, well, I'll just wait, you know. But when it's tight end premium, it makes it a lot different. So do yourself a favor, jump in a tight end premium league. Uh, I, I just I want you to do that. But I think Dalton Kincaid here, man, I know you said Knox is still there, and he is. But I just don't think Knox is going to be used – uh, the way Dalton Kincaid is going to be used. I don't think he no. was used or will be used moving forward the way they're going to use Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid's a monster, man. He's an athlete. Um, Dal- uh, Knox 
is more of that inline blocker type tight end. He was only really utilized in the red zone yep. for Buffalo. Um, but I think Dalton Kincaid is going to stretch the field a little bit. He's going to be used more in between the hashes and in between uh, the 20s. Um, and he's going to get you some more fantasy points than Dawson Knox did. Uh, so yeah. I, I really like Dalton Kincaid here at 109 and tight end premium. Yeah, Buffalo got the Travis Kelsey. And uh, man, I, I get it. He's six foot four, two forty, and I think this is a solid pick here at one hundred and nine. Uh, I would one hundred percent draft him ahead of Zay Flowers in a tight end premium league. Um, I think once you get outside tight end premium, then it gets a little hairy. But even that, I probably still lean Dalton Kincaid. Uh, puts me at one ten, Stephen. And this is an interesting pick here because we were just in a draft not too long ago where I actually saw. I think it was, was it Will Levis or Zach Charbonnet? One of them went ahead of Zay Flowers. And, I mean, I, if it's me and I'm on the clock here, I'm going Zay Flowers. That offense in Baltimore is one that I particularly like. I like the OC that is there now. Uh, I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan, and the only people that he has to really fight for targets with, obviously Mark Andrews is going to get the the head the head share of targets, but wide receiver core, you got Rashad Bateman and OBJ. Uh, OBJ coming off that injury not playing last year. Who knows what he's going to be like. He could very easily be the wide receiver three on this team if we're completely honest and transparent with ourselves. Um, so if you're telling me that I got Zay Flowers uh, opposite side of Rashad Bateman in a, an offense that we're projecting to be a little bit more pass-friendly, then, I mean, I'm, I'm okay taking him here at 110. I mean, this is your team that just barely missed the championship game. And, I, I mean, I'll – I think the pick here is Zay Flowers over Charbonnet over Will Levis anymore here. So what's your thoughts, Stephen? Uh, I agree with you. I think, again, this Quentin Johnson, Kincaid, Flowers, this 8-9-10, I, th- I think – and, and you know, I do like Addison a, a little bit more than those three, but even Addison here, um, if, you, if you're comfortable about trading back and maybe picking up an early second uh, for a – you know, if you have 107 – and let's just say you can move back to 110 and then maybe get 202 or 203. That might be a move you're looking to make, especially if you want to add another piece, because those four players right there are all really together as a tier to me. And 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 I'm good with that either way. But 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 Johnston and Flowers and Kincaid, they're all they're all right there together. As far as Flowers goes, I don't know, man. Baltimore, it's just not been good to receivers. And and you know, you hope to see that turn around, especially with Lamar coming and 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 getting that deal. And he's going to have weapons, multiple weapons there. Like you said, OBJ coming. They still got Andrews. Going to have Flowers. Going to have Bateman. So we'll see. It just hasn't been super kind to receivers in the in the you know our most recent history here. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm good with it at one ten. All right, one eleven here. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably skip a few here uh, according to your ADPs and things like that. I'm going Kendra Miller for the New Orleans Saints. Um, I like Kendra Miller, and I know I'm going against what I said about running backs in the first round, but I always forget about Miller here. And and I'll tell you, well, I'm not going to tell you because you'll you, you may you may be picking this player. I was going to say it's a toss up between, so I'll let you go ahead here um, at 112. But Miller at 111, you know the Alvin Kamara situation's shaky at best. He's still in this legal stuff going on that with what happened. They drafted Miller. Um, and, and, and look, I think, I, I do think probably Kamara might be suspended for some time. So Miller mm-hmm. here is a, is a, is a really nice play for you, um, at the end of a first round that might jump right in and be a starter out of the gate because there's nobody to beat in New Orleans 
uh, besides Kamara. And if he's suspended, then guess whose job it is? Is it Kamara on a on a contract year as well? He is. Yep, this is it. I thought so. So Kendra Miller may be a long term play here, man. Honestly, um, Stephen, if we're talking tight end premium, man, one twelve and going Michael Mayer. Yeah, I knew uh, you were. and that's who I was up. That's who. Uh, that's who I was bouncing here. But I was going to go ahead and give you the thunder there and not let you. I wasn't going to steal that. it from you. So, <laughs> I mean, you got to think about the target share here, man. I know you got Jimmy G throwing you the ball, and that's not just the greatest. Uh, but also, you got the only other person you got to contend with is who Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams. And so we yeah. obviously know Devontae Adams is going to eat. He always does. Uh, but Michael Mayer, man, here in an offense where they just had Darren Waller, who when he was healthy was actually really good on the field in that offense. Uh, Michael Mayer, for a lot of people pre-draft, was their tight end one of this class. And mm-hmm. so you got a championship team here in the tight end premium league that can pick up Michael Mayer in the first round at the end of it. Uh, sign me up for that 10 times out of 10, yeah. Stephen. Yeah, I like Michael Mayer. And I, don't, I, I took Kincaid there at nine. But again, Michael Mayer would be just a good a tight end in my eyes. You just said it. Target share. Waller's gone. Foster Moreau just signed a three-year deal with the Saints today, by the way. Did you see that? Yep, I saw that. Um, so, your Jawan Johnson shares, watch out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, Michael Mayer, uh, I like him. At, and, and, again, tar- you know, uh, we talk about it all the time. Volume is king. He should get plenty of that uh, there in Las Vegas. All right, 201 here. Uh, ending the first round, going into the second round. Oh, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it yet. I, I, and I don't like – I don't th- – look, I think I think if you're at 201, I think you can trade back. I think mm-hmm. early second, I think you can trade back. Uh, there's a lot of players here that feel like the same value player. Um, but for uh, what we're doing here, this mock draft, mock draft sake, I'm going to go Zach Charbonnet at 201. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, landing spot, Seattle. Um, him and Kenneth Walker there together. Um, look, I, and I think they're like the same player. Uh, and I don't, it's not a great landing spot for him. Does, if he goes somewhere where it's not already somebody there like Kenneth Walker, or if he, you know, if he's going up against an old head, um, then you, you like it a lot better. Um, but I still think he could, uh, push Walker and steal some shares. And it's probably more than likely going to be a split backfield there in Seattle, but I think his talent's good enough that, you know, he is a Kenneth Walker injury away from probably being a solid RB2 on the year. Zach Charbonnet, he was a lot of people's RB3 going into this uh, this rookie draft, the NFL draft. And we hate to see him get stuck behind Kenneth Walker. But my thing is, man, the talent's there, obviously. The, the offense there, we saw Kenneth Walker miss a little bit of time last year, which, you know, I'm not saying that's a guaranteed, but – Early second, Zach Charbonnet, don't mind the pick at all. I know this is one that you probably weren't excited to make, but for the sake of the of the mock draft, kind of had to. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait on, on this, too. I'm going to make I'm gonna make you do it. Uh, so here at 202, Stephen, who I am going to go is actually my RB3 of the class. I'm going to go ahead and state my claim on this, unless they sign a veteran. Uh, Devon A-Chain. And, Stephen, you were actually here at this pick yesterday and ended up trading out of it. Uh-huh. And the player you were targeting, if I'm not mistaken, was Devon A-Chain. Uh-huh. And I think the reason – It was, was uh, 204, but, yeah, right yeah, here around this area. Yeah, we had a couple of players end up getting moved up a little bit that we're just going to skip over for the time being. Uh, but Devon A-Chain, man, the landing spot is fantastic. And he is a speedster. 
Um, he, man, fitting into this system with McDaniel and uh, the offense of Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I mean, they are all about speed, and it looks like they just went out and got more of it. And as of right now, the only people that he has to beat out is Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, and I think it's doable. You know, and even if he doesn't beat him out, if you can tell me that Devon H ain't here in the early second, if you can guarantee me ten touches a game, I'm I'm cool with it, man. You know, because we've seen what that offense can do with running backs, and as long as they stay healthy, they they produce decent numbers. And man, you get you get two a whipping out of the backfield that has the same type of speed as a as a Jalen Waddle and stuff like that, dude. Then I'm 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 for it. And so as long as as long as they do not trade for a Dalvin Cook or pick up some stupid old veteran in free agency, I like the pick. I like the player, and I'm I'm all in on the Von A chain. Now with that being said, Stephen. If somebody tried to trade me DeAndre Swift for Devon A chain, I'm smashing it, bro. Okay. I, I know there's another set I know there's another second included in that trade, but smashing it. Like we talked about this earlier before the podcast. I've made claim that Devon A chain is kind of my, my RB3, my guy. But if I can get another veteran running back who I think's in a better situation and just a better player, then I'm I'm all in. Yeah. And I, I don't hate it. I'm not nearly as high on A chain as you. <laughs> Um, but that being said, I, I do get, I do get where you're coming from. There's nobody there. He's got to beat, um, really and truly. The only, the only thing is you're right. Can they go sign a veteran? Can they go sign a Fournette? Can they go sign some of these guys that are, that are, that are free agents? Some of these guys that are looking to maybe even be traded from their current team. Um, you know, does Miami do that? I know it came out yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. speaking about, about Swift, they were looking into Swift before they drafted a chain, or maybe yep. after they drafted a chain. I'm not sure which one happened first. Um, but regardless, they wanted they were looking into that. Um, so yeah, there, there's a possibility that happens. But until that happens, I'm good with you taking a shot here uh, early in the second round on a chain. Um, <sighs> Just go ahead and do it. All right, two o three. I think in a super flex, you have to have Will Levis go here early second um it's just uh, i guess the upside's there for a quarterback um he has got a monster arm he's gonna get to city year he's not gonna be thrown to the fire it's all good things for what a young quarterback that's probably kind of gone through what he's gone through with that whole draft process and things he needs a year he needs to develop he needs to learn the game uh not be thrown to the fire and have that added pressure of 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 competing and being good in year one. Um, so look at at, at early second here, uh, two o three super flex leagues. You got to take a shot on Will Levis. Feels gross though, don't it, Steve? <laughs> it does. But but look, the guys I'm looking at below him here. Oh yeah, I'd rather take the shot on Will right here. So I'm okay with it right here at two o three. And see, Stephen, I, I reluctantly chose him at what was it the other day, like 207 in the mm, same yeah, format, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, well, had, we had some homers there. We had some homers yeah, there that took some players. But but um, even even with that, though, like Will Levis, if you watched him in college, there was, I mean, you had splurts, I guess you could say, of decent play. But I know, Stephen, you probably watched the Kentucky-Mississippi State game last year. And do through what, like four or five interceptions? Mm-hmm. And so, man, I, I get having him sit behind Tannehill for a year and all that. There is upside there. 
But part of me, deep down, is still hurt from that Malik Willis at Tennessee last year. And I still get vibes of that when I know they are two completely different players. I get that. But like I've seen I've seen Will Levis go first round in a couple of real rookie drafts, man. And I, I can't do it. Like I know this team dependent and I know there's some Tennessee fans out there and stuff like that. But if you're telling me that I've got to select Will Levis first round, no, nah, dude, I'll I'll pass on that all day long. But I do agree. Two oh three ish, I think I think Will Levis is the pick. Because yeah. I think Tannehill's out after this year. And I mean, who else are they gonna go with? You know? Uh, next pick here. This is one that I was also staring down. I think it was today, actually. Uh, I've got two wide receivers here that I actually really like. And I could see where you might go tight end with Sam Laporta. But for me, personally, I'm probably going to go Jonathan Mingo. And the reason being, I, I wasn't a big Mingo fan, a, a Mingo prospect or anything else like that uh, pre-draft. But also, he did come out of an SEC school with Ole Miss. Uh, he is going into an actually really good situation in Carolina where he has uh, Adam Thielen and who's the other one? DJ Chark, maybe? Mm-hmm. Who's the two wide receivers ahead of him, two older wide receivers who are probably going to play a season or two then be on their way. And if my thing is, man, I love the fact whenever quarterbacks are paired up with rookie wide receivers, because, you know, they're probably staying together. You know, they're probably in training camp together, going to be going up to the league together and things like that. And so I'm I'm okay selecting Mingo here. The other wide receiver I was thinking about was Josh Downs, but he's been following like crazy in rookie drafts. And so I think Mingo here probably has a little bit more target share and, um, Man, I'm okay with. Like I said, I get Sam Laporta here, but I I'm still on the Mingo side. Yeah, Mingo listed as the wide receiver probably four right now on the on the Panthers depth chart. He's behind Chark, uh, Thielen, and Terrace Marshall Jr. Although I could see him, I could he's see going, him he's going to jump TMJ. Yeah, I think he can up. jump TMJ. That's what I was just going to say. I think I think he could probably jump him. But as we sit now, he is the wide receiver four in Carolina. But I, I'm okay with it. I mean, look, I'm not a, I'm not, I, I don't love it. I, I don't love anything right here, really. Um, the, the, what I, the, the one thing I do uh, value um, is, is what you said. You know, you could see people going here, and that is Sam Laporta. Um, two tight end, or I'm sorry, two PPR tight end, tight end premium, Sam Laporta uh, at 205. I'm, I'm jumping on that. Uh, got rid of Hawkinson this past year. Who does he have to – he's got to beat out uh, – uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Brock uh, Wright. Brock Wright. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they drafted him uh, in the second round, 34th overall. So, uh, what, just a couple picks from being a first-round selection? What do you think they're going to do with him? They're going to use this yeah. guy. He's going to be used. Um, he's six foot three, two 245, so he's kind of small uh, when it comes to what a tight end, a typical – prototypical tight end, but he has super plus speed, a four five nine forty. Um, and, and, and that's pretty darn quick for a tight end. Uh, he's got a great athletic profile. Um, and, and he doesn't, you know, the, 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 the report on him is he doesn't block well, but who wants to block? Who cares? Right. We're not, yeah. we're not, we're not drafting these guys to block. We want them in there catching passes. And that's exactly what they drafted Laporta for. They drafted him to be a receiving tight end. Um, and I really think they're going to use him as such. Yeah, absolutely, man. I completely get it. I think as far as tight ends are going to produce early and often, Sam Laporta is right on up there with Dalton Kincaid and Michael Mayer, man. Uh, because you look at that offense, Stephen. If they are passing the ball with Jared Goff, who are they throwing to? 
Amon Ross St. Brown. Who else besides Amon Ross St. Brown for those first six games? Nobody. Sam Laporta, you know, so he slips right in, can very easily become a PPR monster in those first couple games. Uh, and so I'm I'm curious to see how Dan Campbell, a former tight end, is going to use him in this system. Uh, yeah. Now, 206 here, I think you can go a couple of different routes here with wide receiver. Um, there's a lot of hype that's around Rasheed Rice, uh, Marvin Mims being drafted by Denver and being paired up with Sean Payton. Uh, Steven, I, I got to go with my boy, man. Um, Josh Downs. I've been I've been picking up so many Josh Downs shares this year, man. And I'm I'm high on them, and I know that I am. And I know that Stephen Meany talked about, about being all in on a certain player and that coming back and biting you in the butt later on. But, dude, I've had two rookie drafts where I picked Josh Downs up like 302 and later. And my thing is that I don't think that he's the wide receiver, what, six, seven of this class? Because, man, like, the way I view Josh Downs, I think he's an elite talent. Uh, he was a Debbie darling there for a while, man. And not only that, but now he's paired up in an offense with Anthony Richardson coming in. Uh, Anthony Richardson has to have somebody to throw to, and I get that Michael Pittman's on that team. But the only other wide receiver that he has to beat out is Alec Pierce. And with Marvin Mims, you have Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton currently still ahead of him. And then with Rasheed Rice, I mean, we're hoping that he's not another Sky Moore, you know? And mm -hmm. so with Josh Downs, I like the talent. I like the situation. It's just it all comes down to Anthony Richardson. If Anthony Richardson gets out there and produces and makes good rapport with Josh Downs, I think he is a steal in a lot of rookie drafts because 206 here is probably early for him, but that's just personally where I would take him. But dude, I've been snatching them up in the third round, dude. Yeah, I, I'm. Look, I don't own him yet, but it's just because somebody always beats me, beats me to him, right? Um, and I, I think, I think he's going to do fine. I think he's definitely going to get into that slot role. I really do. Uh, Paris Campbell gone, like you said, and 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 I think, uh, I think he's going to do fine. I really do. Um, I don't just love him, love him, but I think he's. Again, I think he's going to do fine there in that role. So I'm good with you right here, second round, uh, taking downs. Um, and, I, and I do agree with what you said before you made this pick. There are quite a few that you can go with, right? Um, oh, yeah. And, and I'm fixing to go with one, Rashi Rice at, 107, at uh, 207, excuse me. Um, what's the reason here, you might ask? Why are you asking? I mean, what is the reason, BJ? Patrick Mahomes, right? That's it. That's uh, the only reason. You're, you're, that's it. That's why you're doing this. Uh, you are hoping – that you catch lightning in the bottle, right? That you grab the next, uh, you you grab net, you grab Patrick Mahomes next, Tyreek Hill. That's what you're wanting to do, right? Yep. Um, you know, so that's what you're doing here. You're grabbing Rasheed Rice in in the mid second. Uh, he's got to beat out. Uh, they, the Chiefs lost uh, what Juju this off season. Yep. Uh, they lost Miko Hardman this off season. Uh, I know they did they did trade for Kadarius Tony, and obviously Sky Moore's still there, as you said. Um, but look. Uh, this guy was drafted uh, in the second round. Again, the draft capital matters, right? The, a second round pick in the NFL draft, that's pretty That's pretty high. And they took yeah. a receiver here, and they took him because they want him to be a weapon for Patrick Mahomes, and that's what we're doing here, drafting him in the mid-second, hoping that he's your next Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't mind this pick a bit. I think I have one Rasheed Rice share so far in the four rookie drafts that I've been in so far. 
And with it, I, I'm cool diversifying a little bit. And like what you said, trying to catch that lightning in a bottle. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get this other wide receiver off the board, Steven. Not that I'm excited about it, but it's Marvin Mims. Um, my thing is, man, he's a wide receiver. He's in a Sean Payton offense. He's got Russell Wilson throwing the ball, which hopefully, for God's sake, can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson. And so, man, Marvin Mims, I don't like it, but I don't hate it. But out of the other options here, specifically at wide receiver, he's the one I'm going with. Um, I think a case could be made for tight end, but even with it, I think I think Marvin Mims is the right choice. Yeah, I, I think so too. And again, right here, kind of like what was what you look back in the first round where you had that that little bunch of seven, eight, oh, nine, yeah. ten in the first round. Same thing right here in the second round. Really, uh really to be honest with you, four through eight right here. You know, Mingo, Downs, Rice, Mims, all the same player as far as you know, not the same player, but same value, right? I mean, it feels like to me, right? Uh so you're you're taking the same shot on all these guys here. Um and 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 you know, I think, uh, I think, I think you're, I think you hit the nail on the head. Get him off the board right here. Uh, all right, uh, one uh, two oh nine for me. Uh, look, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I've got to do it. It feels a little bit early, <laughs> uh, but but I think again, right? I got to live by what I said early, right? Uh, so two oh nine here. Give me Hendon Hooker. Uh, I want Hendon Hooker drafted uh, by Detroit. Um, obviously, golf there. Same thing with Levis. He's headed. He's headed in there, coming off the injury. He's going to sit. He's going to learn. He's going to get knowledge. He's going to, uh, you know, just see what the NFL is all about. He's not going to be thrown to a fire and be expected to produce. Um, and, again, Hendon Hooker's uh, very, very, very athletic. Um, so, you know, you're trying to, again, you're trying to find that next Jalen Hurts. Not saying he's going to be that. Uh, but, look, if things don't pan out with Jared Goff, he's, he's on deck. Um, and yeah. so I like Hennon Hooker here late second, take a stab, super flex, late second. I don't know of anybody else that may have more upside than Hendon Hooker here late second. Are you worried about the Jerry Goff extension? Lee? I think he might get extended. I'm not I'm, – that doesn't too. bother me. That doesn't bother me as far as – because if he does, it's not going to be, you know, three years, you know, three, four years maybe. Um, and that wouldn't be at all bad for Hendon Hooker to kind of sit and – and and watch for you know two or three years. I don't know. I mean that doesn't bother yeah. me. I'm still I'm still taking a stab on Hooker here late second. I get that. I completely understand. And I, I do agree with you. I think sitting behind golf in that system for a little bit would do Hendon Hooker good. Uh we saw what he did at Tennessee this past year before he got injured and was a fantastic quarterback, specifically with a deep ball. And uh all right, Steven. My next pick, two ten. Uh I'm just gonna go ahead and do it, man. If I'm sitting at two ten and these picks are kind of gross and everything else. Hey, I go Roshan Johnson, man. Um, man, Roshan Johnson, he sat behind B. John Robinson <laughs> for what the past year or two. And uh-huh. with it, man, he, he is a really good running back, man. You go back and look at the numbers when he was on the field, he did really, really good. And you take if you took Roshan Johnson, put on any other squad, then I mean, he he's probably got a, a, some really good draft capital right now. And with it. That Chicago backfield is gross, bro. I know there may be some Chicago Bears fans listening to this. I'm just going to tell you, man, your offense may be getting better, but that backfield is still nasty, and it's not something that's, that's good to look at. You got Khalil Herbert. Um, who did they bring in that? Uh, Deontay Foreman, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got Roshan Johnson. I think yep. it's a RB. It's a running back by committee at best, and 
I think Roshan is going to steal some of these touches. Yeah, I think so. With you. I think he's going to go in there and steal some of the passing down work. And if it's a PPR league late second, I'm cool getting five to seven points out of a player yeah. here. You know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I drafted Roshan earlier than this, actually. And uh, maybe replacements, right? Didn't I take him? I think so. Uh, maybe mid second, two four, two five. I don't know, but I, I drafted him a little bit earlier than we see here. Um, for the reason you just said, right? Uh, it, it could be his backfield sooner rather than later, and there's not a whole lot to beat out there. Um, so I'm 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 completely on board with you taking a stab here. He feels like another. He feels like similar to to Miller to me, you know. And I, I think I actually drafted them close um, in that in that draft back to back there um, or close. But I but I, I think I, I, you know. It's it definitely can be his job, and and I'm okay with again taking a stab here late late second on a, on a player like this that that has opportunity uh, before him to seize a starting job. Yep. All right, two eleven here. I'm going to leave. There's two players here, BJ. We both know who they are, um, but I'm going to go with uh, the one that you're not going to go with, um, Tank Bigsby um, at two eleven. There's one reason I'm taking Tank Bigsby right here. The only reason I'm taking Tank Bigsby right here is because he has decent draft capital. He was drafted 88th overall. But the main reason here, the main reason I'm taking Tank Bigsby here is that he's sliding right in behind Travis Etienne as the RB2. Now, you tell me what happens. What happens to Tank Bigsby if Travis Etienne goes down with an injury? Oh, man, he's a a plug-and-play. He's a plug-and-play immediately. He's immediately a plug-and-play. Again, RB probably RB2 at worst. Uh, plug and play if Travis Etienne goes down and uh, you know it's a running back position Travis Etienne has had a little bit of an injury history although we don't wish that we don't want that I love Etienne I have way too many shares for him to be getting hurt but I'm just telling you Tank Bigsby slides in as that RB2 and he is a super duper good handcuff in case something happens to Etienne take you a shot on Tank Bigsby late second yeah I think it's the right move Stephen and I will be honest with you man one thing that you made mention of a while ago that I just want to reiterate if you are sitting there at 204, 205, 206, 207, go find you someone who wants to trade a 211, 212, and like a 304. And if they're willing to move up by selling those two draft picks, man, go make that move. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, there is, you can't tell me that there's much difference right now between Rasheed Rice and Marvin Mims and then Tank Bigsby and the guy that I'm taking here at 212, Luke Musgrave, in a tight end premium league. Nope. You know? And, like, my thing is, I think you can probably even throw Jaden Reed in this category of a pick to where these are just people that you're taking late-round shots with. Mm -hmm. And so if you're telling me that I can have two late-round seconds for a mid-second-round pick, then I'm taking it in this draft class. And the the reason being is because I think it was me and Matt Carr was talking. Uh, Matt was trying to get one of my, my 23 seconds off of me, and I had three in a row in Yellowstone. And one thing I told him, I was like, man, I know it sounds terrible, but I'm willing to take three shots in the dark right now instead of moving up to 202, 203 in this year's class. And so the reason being is because this class in the second round, that's all it is. It's like throwing darts at a dartboard in the dark, you mm-hmm. know, to where you're just you're trying to hit. And it's better to take multiple shots than to just take that one and hoping that it sticks. And so with it, dude, take our advice, trade back in the second. And I think people are picking up on this, Stephen, because in the last couple of rookie drafts that I've been in around this section, 
I've seen a lot of people put this like these picks on the block, just seeing if they could pick up a couple more spots. And I don't, I don't blame them a bit. But anyways, going back, Luke Musgrave. I think it's a toss up between him and Jaden Reed. But if it's tied in premium league, I'm going Luke Musgrave just for the extra PPR points. Um, I think honestly that Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. I don't know who's going to be the starter. I'll be honest with you, but could both of them see the field? Absolutely. You know, 100%. 100%. Uh, I'm probably going to go with the tight end they drafted first, the one that they preferred. And But if you're telling me I could take a third-round shot, though, on Tucker Craft, then I'm I'm doing that as well. So Yeah, I've I've done that. Uh, we're not going to get into the third round today, obviously. But, yeah, you, you take Luke Musgrave over Tucker Craft because Green Bay Packers lo- took Luke Musgrave over Tucker Craft. Uh, Musgrave, 6'6", six 253-pound, six, prototypical size, uh, uh, plus athleticism, 4'6", 140. He's a, he's a monster. Um, and, again, everybody wants the next Kelsey. That's – you know what people are going for here but look if you're telling me again just like you said can i get tucker craft in a tight end premium mid to late third jump on it because you just never nope. know he, he could he could he could pan out um so i'm i'm, I'm in agreement with you here on musgrave and craft uh later yep and then some honorable mentions going into the third we're not going to run this tonight because we are tired and ready to just call it a night uh, some honorable mentions though, man, Shoemaker, I think take your shot on him later on in tight end premium leagues as well. There's gonna be a lot of people pass on him because they don't know who he is. But with that being said, he's, a, he's probably going to end up being yeah. a starting tight end on a team. Yeah. Uh, another sleeper tight end to be looking at, uh, the New York, not the New York Jets, excuse me. The Jacksonville Jaguars actually went out and selected, uh, what, what was the guy's name? Uh, Britton strange. He has went undrafted in a couple of tight end premium leagues that I'm in because people are worried that Evan Ingram is there. Uh, they drafted this guy in the second round, Stephen. I don't think people realize that. Second yeah. round, 61st overall. And, and right now, and right now, Evan Ingram's sitting out. He's not showing up because he don't have a contract. They franchised him last year, um, and he's sitting out. So I don't know that a deal gets done. If a deal doesn't get done, Strange is the tight end one. Yeah, and and my thing is is that it could very easily be to where Evan Ingram plays a contract year, you know, like mm-hmm. best case scenario, he either gets extended, plays a contract year or he's, or worst case he sits out. And so with it, Britain strange could very easily have a job later on. Uh, so fourth round rookie pick, pick him up, you know, uh, outside of that though, Steven, I think we can wrap this thing up, man. Uh, get it published tomorrow. Get it yeah. out there for the masses. Uh, I think. I think real quick. There's a couple guys. Tajay Spears. Just honorable mention. I know you don't love him, BJ, but look, Derrick Henry. Who knows what's going to happen? If something does happen, if he winds up getting traded again, we talked about these veteran running backs. Uh, Derrick Henry possibility to be traded. Um, he is on a contract year, so I don't see them re-upping him either um so tajay spears take a shot in the third chase brown who knows what's going on with joe mixon lots of stuff there off field issues uh again they're not going to pay joe mixon take a shot on chase brown in the third guys like that 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 are nice handcuffs i love the handcuff running backs uh tajay spears and chase brown absolutely i think once you get into your wide receivers obviously we didn't select Jaden reed and jalen hyatt I think both of them probably go your next two picks in the draft, mm-hmm. though. Uh, tight ends, like we said, Darnell Washington, Shoemaker, both of those are really good uh, players to keep on your radar. Uh, quarterbacks, meh. I think we can just kind of say that. You know, yeah, I, I, know, I, mean, I know you're like your boy in New Orleans, though. Well, I don't, I don't like him. I just think you know, there's a there's a possibility, but I don't, I don't like him. I just know that they did draft him. 
Uh, they used a third-round pick on him. So, you know, it's got to count for something. I know they needed a backup, uh, another backup to the backup. Um, but, they, they I, you know, me being a Saints fan, I did do some – uh, some looking into it. They they had insider information on this guy. They traded up to take him, um, and they saw him with – they had two or three coaches that were at the senior bowl and saw him firsthand there. So that's what made them the, – that's what made them uh, dra- uh, trade up to take him here. So, look, late third, if you even get into the fourth round, take a shot. Take a shot. Jake Hayner. Absolutely, man. And so we want to take this time and just thank our listeners, man. Thank y'all for tracking through this real quick. Let me give you a recap real fast of what our rookie mock draft ended up being. We had A. Rich go 101, B. John Robinson go 102, Bryce Young 103, C.J. Stroud 104, JSN 105, Jameer Gibbs 106, Jordan Addison 107, Quentin Johnson, Don Kincaid 89, Zay Flowers 110, Kendra Miller 111, and Michael Mayer 112. Going into the second real quick, you had Charbonnet, A-Chain, Levis, Mingo, Laporta, Downs, Rice, Mims, Hooker, Johnson, Bixby, and Musgrave. Take that for what it's worth, guys. Not only that, always be watching consensus rankings where people are taking people in these rookie drafts. If you've got a player that you like and do not want to select them where you're looking at them at, trade back, pick up some assets, select your guy later on. But like as Steven always says, go get your guy. Uh, follow us over on Twitter at LOL Dynasty Pod. You can follow my own personal Twitter at AfroDynamics116, as well as Stevens is at SDeaton24. Steven, you got any last-minute Dynasty advice for us? Man, just enjoy your rookie drafts. They're probably about to come to an end if you hadn't ended them all. I've got a few that are done. I've got a few in the in the wings. But just enjoy them because after these rookie drafts, we got a long summer. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll sit around. We'll watch OTAs. We'll obviously be getting geared up for the season. Uh, but enjoy your rookie drafts. Enjoy them. And when they're over, and enjoy your summer. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Absolutely, guys. Y'all have a good one, man.